good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Welcome back to another the home episode of the podcast. We'll be the host of this here podcast, great podcast in all the land, all the land. Uh, in the bottom square tonight, you can see me as I'm talking, but I don't know if you can see us all. You got something with Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Um, cyclones, the Pineapple Express, crazy weather here in the Northwest, the rainiest fall we've ever had. What's up, boys? You know, it was. I, know, I was talking to somebody tonight. I was like, no, even for me, like, I don't mind the rain. It, it was wet. All right. That's the record. I know. The top square. You have the studio all set up. Recording when you need it. MCT, or Matt Conrad, producer, MCTT. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. Great to see you. <laughs> Uh, all right, I got stuff to talk about. Let's start though. How's everybody's holiday? Ooh. Oh man. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, it was fantastic. Uh yeah. The parents went out to LA to see my other brother. Um, so it's just me and Tyler here, and we just got to lay super low, the two of us. We got ham. We put Romanesco in the green bean casserole. Highly recommend it. Um what is Romanesco? It's a great vegetable. I call it alien broccoli. Um, it looks oh, like these like yeah. little spirally crown things, and it's just like awesome neon green. So yeah, big fan of Romanesco. You know I love green bean casserole, but Tyler was at the farmer's market and saw Romanesco, and then she was like, should I put Romanesco in the green bean casserole? I know that's your dish. And I was like, mm, I love Romanesco. Let's do it. So we got a little wild there. And then she made the best cheesecake. I mean, you guys have had some of her desserts. For this, sure. This thing was up there with the best of them. And uh, yeah, so it was, it was a ton of fun. And yeah, just hung out, watched every single football game, laid on the couch almost the entire time. And yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, I saw a picture of that fruit and I was like, did I eat a mushroom? That <laughs> 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 thing looks pretty psychedelic. Yeah, you know, the same yeah, aliens that brought the mushrooms here brought Romanesco. <laughs> Dude, seriously, it's like all fractal and stuff. If people haven't seen it, you should definitely look it up. It's crazy. Um, For me, dude, classic Thanksgiving. Honestly, it was great. I just laid low with the family over in Juanita. Um, you know, like classic turkey dinner, all the fixings, and then rolled over to the girlfriend's house. Um, kind of the same thing. And, uh, you know, got to hang with uh, the cats at my house, the dogs at hers. And uh, yeah. It was good. Ted? Uh, mine was good. Just kind of jealous. You guys sound so cool laying low. I, I did, You know me. I was the opposite. I had mom in town, so I was sleeping on the couch for five days and just like, when's, you know, there's just stuff to do. And then uh, <laughs> you live alone long enough. Like there was one point on Sunday, I'm in the kitchen. I just turned around. I was like, hey, mom, you got, you got to get off my six, dude. Like every time I turn around, you're sitting on my six. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to truck you and not mean to. <laughs> <laughs> right. And like on Thanksgiving, like, and I, right. She's my mother. Right. But she's 77. But we were getting to the uh, like, and it's nice. Like my buddy James and his wife, Stacy, have us over. So it's no real rush. Right. Because we don't get over there. It's like 330. 
But she was like, I'll make the stuff in. And then, you know, like after a while, I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I'll just chop up these veggies. I was like, you just, you just be the stir. And it's like, I don't know. You just get to a certain point where it's like, I love my mom's cooking, but I'm like, I, I know most of the recipes. Like I'm just going to pump it out. And I made a sausage dip three days in a row. <laughs> wow. Damn. Yeah. Well, I always forget too, until I make the sausage dip, like people love that dip. Yeah. It's the most popular dip in your arsenal. It is by far. So I tweaked the recipe a little bit and went with mild sausage and then just hand added Frank's, which I feel like kind of was a nice borderline between like too spicy and like, but no, you know what I mean? It wasn't too spicy, but it didn't have no spice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Did your mom have a good trip out? Oh yeah. It was a blast. Cause we, right. We did Thanksgiving and then Friday went up to Taryn and Brad's and watched the apple cup. I, I made a sausage dip and then brought up a bunch of uh, Dick's burgers. Cause I was like, I'm coming up from the city. I'll get a bunch of Dick's burgers. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's actually a great move. It is. And then I was laughing. It's Jesse and Jamie, of course, the next morning make a brunch. That's like, they made eggs Benedict at home. With like a little salad and fried potatoes. <laughs> I just look at my mom. I go, eh, it's a little fancier than chicken sausage and scrambled eggs in my place. <laughs> <laughs> and then as far as eating goes, and Matt, you know this very well, given your profession, like Thanksgiving's fine. I feel like I end up eating more that whole rest of the weekend than I do on Thanksgiving. I literally talked to a nutrition client about that today. It's like Thanksgiving was great. Yeah. I slipped up a little bit with the leftovers. Like, <laughs> yeah, left, leftovers. And then anytime you get together with people around a holiday, like that day turns into a holiday. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. We went up to Taryn. She made meatballs. And then, right. I made a sausage dip. And then the neighbor, Dwayne, made ribs and beans. And Sean, oh. my buddy, Sean. How about this? Sean was on mac and cheese, right? So he makes homemade mac and cheese, right? And kids won't eat it. They're like, it looks weird. I'm like, wait a minute, you love mac and cheese. And they're like, it looks weird. I'm like, Jesus, man. Like, this poor bastard put in all this hard work and stuff. (laughs) I was like, note to self, just get a box of something that's yellow. Yeah, just go craft, man. (laughs) Wow. So the kid's just not having it. Dang, man. (laughs) Yeah, just... It looks weird. Like, all right. <laughs> right you, yeah. But I know, I, like you can tell I'm, I'm laughing kind of nervous. I'm still shocked. Like, but you guys love mac and cheese so much. Yeah. Not that mac and cheese. But, but, and everybody was like, yeah, man, that's the way it goes. Like, should you just get yellow stuff and make sure the pizza is just, you know, as cheap as can be. I was like, yep, yep. <laughs> Dude, I used to know how to make craft. Like I had it memorized and we were all like getting stoned at my friend's house and someone decided to make mac and cheese. And he just like asked out loud for how long it was supposed to be. And I just like rattled it off verbatim out loud. And the whole he just turns around like, holy shit, dude, he was 100 percent right with all that. Like the whole room. Just- <laughs> all right. So let's let's talk a little mac and cheese. Like traditionally a soul food dish so shows up with barbecue or fried chicken or something, but like everybody has it on the uh, Thanksgiving table now. And like, it was a topic of conversation to somebody who was like, like this Mac and cheese is good. I wouldn't have thought of having it. And uh, 
uh, Stacy was like, well, I just made it because it seems like everybody has it now. And I'm like, I, to me, it's not a traditional Thanksgiving food, but all of a sudden it's become one. Hmm. Wow. Ted, controversial. Um, is it? <laughs> you know, I mean, I would say I would say no. I've never seen it on a Thanksgiving table in my life. But that being said, I think different parts of the country, you know, get down different ways. I mean, people do their beans differently and, you know, greens and things like that. So, yeah, it's I, I've never seen it. I don't know that I would call it a classic, but uh, definitely a welcome addition. Yeah, well, I guess that's kind of my thing. If you live in the South, as I'm saying, like soul food or whatever, like I get it. It's always been there. But like uh, it's kind of like to me, mac and cheese is going through what meatloaf went through a few years ago where all of a sudden it's like cool and I got to spend fucking $16, $17 for meatloaf at a bar. And it's like, wait a minute. Like the, the mac and cheese and meatloaf is supposed to be like poor people food. That's why we all ate it. Oh, yeah, where they're like, it's elevated. Like, just, just yeah. imagine the people who were into lobster before that became, like, an upper-class food, you know? That was, like, the cheapest of the cheap food because it was, like, a bottom feeder, you know? And now, I mean, lobster is lobster. Rebrand. Wow. Yeah, which I'll still take crabs over lobster every day of the week. I think <laughs> lobster's overhyped. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd be open to that. <laughs> uh, dude, I think you're I on the Maryland flag behind you tonight, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Ted, I think I saw that spot, like that like shack in Soto where you're saying they just sell straight crab. It was like, it had this banner on the side of the building that just said, we sell crab. And it was like a garage door. And then I could see inside. It was just like, yeah, it was just like a bunch of like big piles of ice cut with crab in there. Is that the place you were talking about? It was like yeah, a couple of bay doors. Yeah, down on Michigan Ave. That's the spot. And like, Dude, we thought- that place looks so baller. I love that. See, we thought it looked kind of hood, and we were like, I wonder if it'll be good. And then we dropped way too much money in there, and it's awesome. It's, it's a little pricey, but it's really good. No, I mean, baller from like a business owner standpoint, he's like, dude, all I need is an effing warehouse, a couple of bay doors, an ice machine, and a bunch of crabs. Like, I'll make you millions. <laughs> I just think that's a baller move. It's like, I don't need a great location. I don't need like a retail walk-up spot. I don't need like, you know, all the fixing like just give me a warehouse i'll move some crap was it <laughs> was the banner white background and red font i don't remember but okay. it's like right oh well, yeah no it's On black Michigan. with bright orange letters but it just says we sell crab like crab <laughs> sold here <laughs> yeah, i was like if you want crab that's what we do right so Char and I, during the pandemic going to his house in burian with the west seattle bridge crew like we were down on that road all the time we were like one day we're stopping in so finally, a couple or a few weeks ago, we were like, all right, we're stopping in there. And then we were like, holy shit, like this place is super legit, almost almost too too legit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wait, so uh, Matt, where are you at on mac and cheese? Uh, I mean, I love this stuff. I do agree. It's gotten very gourmet and it's like, oh, we added some breadcrumbs and now it's 1750. Like, deal with it. Okay, I'll go make the craft at home. Like, I used to have that. I, I do identify with the kid. Like, the kids wanting craft makes a lot of sense to me. I feel like I probably pulled that move as a kid. Like, because craft, you just couldn't touch it. Um, but now, like, Beecher's is just amazing. Right? So oh. it's like, what? I would say the mac and cheese at Beecher's is amazing. So, I mean, that's a fair call. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, I mean, when it's done well, you know, if you want to be bougie about it, be my guest. But like, I've, I've been, I was in Seattle long enough that it's like, I know where the bar is set. It's called Beachers. Dude, I got sort of a general question for you guys. Are there some foods that should not be made fancy? I mean, yeah, that, but I think that's kind of what we're talking about. Like, I think you can fancy anything up you want, but yeah. I guess my, my whole thing is, it's just sometimes I'm just, it just seems funny to me. And like tater tots, like meatloaf and mac and cheese all of a sudden became like a hot, like cool item. And it's like, <laughs> These are things like these are things everybody grew up on. Like now they just dude. I paid five dollars for a popsicle this summer. Five dollars <laughs> for a popsicle? Yeah, it was insane. Wow. What was it made of? <laughs> Every other popsicle. What's it was that? like a specialty? It was like a specialty popsicle shop. Yeah, that's all they do. Popsicles. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can't make too much fun of cheap foods that have gotten fancy when cop owns yeah. a popcorn shop. <laughs> yeah. I pour my popcorn shop. Which is probably, your shop is probably still cheaper than the damn movie theater. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, that season's coming up. I gotta, I gotta get some popcorn from it. All right. You know, we got you. As long as we're talking about money, Cobb, I'm not going to ask you. I know you haven't seen it. Matt, have you seen the moves going on in college football with the coaches? I've seen money, Ted. Uh, I've <laughs> seen some of them. I don't, so, I, I don't think I'd say I'm totally up on the carousel, but I, I don't even know where Coach O went. Um, but, like, dude from Notre Dame went there, Brian Kelly. Um, there's a new guy at UW. And then I don't know. Yeah, so I'm not completely up to speed, but I know a few of them. Right. So the big, so right. So Brian Kelly left Notre Dame to go to LSU. But Lincoln Riley, who was coaching at Oklahoma, right? Who they still have a chance of, you know, outside chance maybe of getting it. Well, probably not now. Either way, there's, they'd had a great season. So he left to go to USC, right? So just listen to some of these stats. Number one, USC. Uh, is buying both his homes in Norman, Oklahoma, that are both worth about five hundred thousand. They're they're buying them both for a million. He could still live in them. <laughs> uh, his contract itself, I want to say, is like I don't it's something crazy. Like I almost want to say like ninety million dollars or something. He also what? they bought him a six dollar million or a six million home million dollar home in L.A. And gave him and his family private use of the uh, pri- or use of the private jet twenty four seven. Whoa! Yeah, it's just this is for a coach. Yeah, I might be off on the ten million or the like the the course of the deal might be a hundred million or ninety million over how many years? But it's like ten million a year or something crazy. Wow! What school is this? Uh, S USC University of South Carolina. Just hired or Southern California, not South Carolina. <laughs> they just they just hired the coach from uh, Oklahoma. Rumored to be worth 110 million. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Wow. It just so right. Keep in mind that guy's two years younger than I am. He's 38. Ooh. Wow, that seems just totally insane. 
Right. So people kind of are like, can you believe like, here's the thing. I see it kind of salty, right? Cause these, these guys coach their team Saturday night and then Sunday we're like, all right, I'm out, which sucks. If you're a freshman or you just committed to a college and the coach, it's like, come here. We're going to turn your son into a man. Like we're going to take care of him. And then he's gone. Whew. Yeah. But also like the business aspect of college football kind of turned it into it. So I cut them slack, but like, I feel like if a, if a college kid, again, who's probably eldest, like 22, 23, when they transfer, people get all pissy. And it's like, I, I feel, I just feel like once you get business involved, is there truly loyalty other than the contract? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, wait, sorry. My, uh, my thing just cut out. Yeah. Where are you saying that the, uh, sorry, I missed the middle part of that. Were you saying that uh, the kids should transfer? No, I'm saying I, when college kids transfer, people seem to get really upset. Like, how come they're not loyal to the university? But like coaches do this all the time. But I also think the system. Oh is, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but the system is such a business and you got so much money involved or it's like, I, how should anybody be loyal? You know what I mean? Like fans are loyal because, you know, it's, it's a shortened version of fanatic. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, the dynamic that's about to change too, that we haven't even talked about is with the changes of the rules to the NCAA, um, you know, one, um, one sort of local version of this is we had an agent for a local college football team player hit us up for a popcorn sponsorship. Yes. And so like, you know, you think about that and then it's like, okay, like I don't want to go play for, you know, let's say University of Washington where I'm competing with the Seahawks and the Kraken for airtime. I want to go to a school that has a giant fan base and there's nobody to compete like Ohio State or Michigan or University of Texas. And so then you start thinking about like, okay, what are my jersey sales going to be? And like, this is going to start to change college football too. Like this is going to be a huge dynamic is like, the kids are not only going to try to go to the best programs, but where they can move, you know, the most merch. Well, the kids don't get a cut of the merch yet. They're simply allowed to have sponsors. Yet. But yeah, who's going to be the, I mean, the biggest sponsors are going to be the towns that are like all about their team, like an LSU or, you know, an Alabama. Although I guess those are kind of like the biggest college programs anyway. So it mostly lines up. See, I think, I think it, I think it helps to be a Washington when you have all the tech money, you can actually pay these kids a lot more. That's true. But like somewhere like USC, you know, do you sell as many jerseys as somewhere like um, Ohio State? I know what you're saying that like the jersey sales don't translate directly, but I would say like, yeah, like what if these players are releasing like, you know, NFTs or like something later in their career, like using that clout. And so, yeah, I mean, wealthy benefactors helps, but so does a like, you know, captured fan base. It does. There's one commercial I saw, and I can't remember where the kid goes to school. I want to say TCU. Don't quote me on that. But he had a sponsorship with a dentist office. And it's, it. it's like, do you guys remember the, ter- the Reebok Terry Tate commercials, Office Linebacker? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. So it's like that. And he's just like smacking candy out of little kids' hands and stuff. <laughs> and <it's laughs> like, I'm here to protect your teeth. I was like, see, that's how you pay us pay a sponsorship and have a good commercial <laughs> yeah dude yeah i mean that's that's funny to think like that we're gonna start seeing these sort of like local commercials with like hyper local 
you know, celebrity college kids who are like, you know, 19 years old and stuff. Right. Well, right. Free market. Right. I mean, yeah, it's going to get crazy. I think it's going to get weird for a little bit until they kind of figure it out. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I would take money from a lot of people if I could, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, (laughs) my contract says it has to go through the station first. I'd be like, yeah, sure. You want to pay me a thousand dollars to talk about this spot in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Checks in the mail from cause popcorn, by the way. <laughs> Good. I got the mega cast checks with a uh, Smith family. <laughs> I also think we should sponsor. A, we should, we should uh, not sponsor. What's it? We should give money to like a walk on or somebody or like the backup kicker. Like that's our guy. Oh, for the podcast, dude. Okay, this totally reminds me of. Before I forget, and then I'm totally done talking about that. The um, the other day, so the Seahawks were playing um, the. Do you just call them the Washington Football Team now or club? Oh, boy. Washington Football Team. Yeah, and so I text Ted. I was like, "Hey, man, like today your loyalties are going to be tested. Like, where are you at? Are you with them? Are you with us?" And he's like, "I'm in. Like, I'm with you guys." And I screenshotted it, and I was about to send it to your brother, and then at the last minute, I was like, "You know what? Like." I don't need to out him to his own family. Like he, he knew that on his own. I was so close, man. Oh, trust me. They know I was texting with my brother and will all night. And they were like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, go Hawks. It's really just, it's really just my buddy DB and my buddy Alex that like, they don't like to talk about it. Like, especially Alex, like, and I know he's going to listen. Like they're okay with it now, but they're just like, what happened, man? Like what yeah. changed? Like, man, Bro, I was like, it's been 16 years. You moved out here, started growing your hair long. Yeah. Um, dude, uh, wait, so as far as sponsoring somebody, can we do that? Is that possible? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I know we were talking about college popcorn sponsoring your soccer team, but like, this is something where we could just reach out and be like, okay, like that kicker works for us now for the podcast. Well, we could sponsor him. Yeah. What, what does that entail? What does that mean? Like, what does he do? I don't, that's the problem. I'm not sure, but like Barstool does, I mean, Barstool is a lot bigger than we are, but they do it. There's like Barstool athletes and like, I don't know, I'll talk to Keith. We'll get some shirts made up and we'll send them like some gear and then be like, hey, if you ever get in the game and make a kick, like afterwards, you put on this t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> or reveal it. Um Dude, I do have one uh, one humble brag, which is in college, I actually had a sponsorship. We built a, in my sophomore dormitory, we built a bar and it was a big building. We were obviously all underage. So we were the only ones with a bar. So we would host parties. And I wrote a letter to a new energy drink company that was started by Nelly. It was called Pimp Juice. I don't know if you guys remember it. Yeah. But Pimp Juice was like, yes, we heed your siren call. And they sent us a box of like tons of posters, T-shirts, merch, and then boxes and boxes of pimp juice for the rest of the year. And they were the official sponsor of the bar. (laughs) Dude, I used to work in a bar that sold pimp juice. And there were certain customers that would be like, listen, I want this one. Jaeger bombs were huge. Like, I want a Jaeger bomb, but I'll pay extra for the Red Bull. I don't want that pimp juice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, every, everybody had energy drinks there for a while. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think everybody just saw how much how Red Bull was making money hand over fist, and they're like, "I could do that." And then, like for a while, like there was Shack Soda, and like, yeah, it's just it's tough to get people to switch brands on like stuff that goes in their mouth. 
That is true, but I, I mean, I, they don't pay me a dime, but shout out to Bang Energy. Yeah. Like, these things are delicious. Like, they, they converted me. I was like, all right. They're so good. They're so good, and I know it's an energy drink, so it can't be, but I'm like, that's ah, a Bang. It's relatively healthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they also had, like, an absolute army of attractive 20-year-old Instagram and TikTok girls. Dude, their Bang Energy CEO is one of my favorite profiles on Instagram. Uh, oh my that, is, God. That, that is just a wild dude running that company. And it's it's exactly what you would expect. I'll just say yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Exactly who you would expect. <laughs> well, Kyle, weren't you with me the night we drank Core? Uh, core? I'm not sure what that is. Well, remember, like, uh, Four Loco was massive. And there was like a, so then like they started coming out with new drinks, like energy alcoholic drinks. Oh yeah. Right. So our friend had a friend, Matt, that was making something called core. And like four of us were just sitting in my buddy's condo and we were like, yeah, let's drink these. And like, and I was like, we were like, what is this? He's like, it's basically like four or five <laughs> Bud Lights and two Red Bulls in a, in a, in a can. We were like, all right, <laughs> let's have a core night. But I remember like, we got wasted because for like a couple of years, like we can't do core anymore. <laughs> Dude, I totally remember that. God, Matt, I'm looking through this guy's Instagram and this is insane. <laughs> I just can't even deal with this. Like every one of these posts is a video and I want to watch it so bad. As it's soon fantastic. as this is over, I'm going there's one play. where he like started talking shit about water. <laughs> Water's the past, bro. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like this. He's like taking shots of bang, like while he's like pumping iron and stuff in like some exotic home gym. Dude, look, what got me was just the packaging. I was like, all right, 10 calories, right? Whereas, like, I feel like a normal one's like 250. And then it's like, it's got some other healthy stuff in here. Some of the stuff, I don't even know what it is, but it sounds healthy. I don't know how they make it taste that good with no sugar. So that's the other thing, too. Some, God damn it, now I'm doing a commercial for him. But some of the flavors, that purple haze is good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, I was talking about college football and loyalty. And now we're like, fuck loyalty. Let's get some energy drinks and popcorn and sponsor somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Money talks, Ted. Money talks. Money does talk. Uh, all right, let's take a break here. We'll come back and do some emails. All right, as always, thanks to our sponsors. Cobb, I know you got a lot of emails there, but we're in a rush. So maybe just pare it down a little bit, all right? <laughs> Copy that. <laughs> gobble, gobble, MFers. What's crack a lackage the greatest podcast in the land? All the land. All the land. <laughs> Sorry, did we skip? I uh, hope your Thanksgivings were good. Mine wasn't bad, but uh, what's family gathering without a little argument? I asked my family to uh, rank these six restaurants, three pizza and three sandwiches, Subway, Jersey Mike's, and Jimmy John's, then Domino's, Little Caesars, and Mod Pizza. They all got it wrong. Uh, I'll give you the correct order in a second, but boys, what are your correct order on those? Subway, Jersey, Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, Domino's, Little Caesars, Mod Pizza. Uh, I would go Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, Subway, and then Mod Pizza, Domino's, Little Caesars. Wow, I think you might have gotten it exactly. Uh, Subway and Little Caesars, dead last. 
They aren't great, but in a pinch, it's cheap and it works. Only thing that stands out from them are the cookies from Subway and Crazy Bread. Uh, Domino's and Jimmy John's next. And when you want to get something a little higher quality, way better tasting, a little pricier than the other two, though. Uh, and on top of the mountain, Jersey Mike's and Mod Pizza. Best tasting out of all of them. Way more options to suit whatever you're feeling that day. You tell me with a f- straight, fr- <laughs> you tell me with a straight face that fresh cut meat and wood fired pizza isn't the best. I dare you. Hope this ruffled some feathers, Jaden. I mean, he's not wrong. <clears throat> I probably would have ranked him the same way, and he's right. That crazy bread is crazy good. That little Caesars, Mod Pizza, I really like. To me, that I, I don't know. This is, sounds bad, but I'm like, ah, that's like a lunchtime pizza. You know what I mean? Because they're like smaller and like, I'm just like, I don't know if I'm sitting around the house, I want Domino's. So I probably would have put Domino's number one. Dude, it's funny. We kind of sound like a, um, like a, a budget version of like the home shopping network, but for fast food, it's like, how many brands can you cram into one episode? Like Pepsi, Mountain Dew, Coca-Cola. I love bang energy. Down with a bang. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Locally, I'd go to double slice of Domino's on a Subway sandwich. What's up? (laughs) Right, that's right. We're like we're like sitting at the dinner table in Talladega Nights. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. Ricky Bobby. Boys, you're good. Uh, all right, uh, just the one email this week. Well, he also did say, "P.S. The families want closure on Garth Brooks." I'm not sure what that means. Garth Brooks. The families want the closure, Garth Brooks. I don't don't know. know. I like Garth Brooks. All right, encoded message. Anyway, uh, thanks, Jaden. I've also, if you're listening to this, more than likely you listen to the men's room. If you email into the men's room, I'm trying to get the nickname for Mike going of Garth Brooks. I think we were talking about penises or something. Somehow it came up, and I was like, ooh, Girth Brooks is good, man. That's funny. That is pretty good. <laughs> uh, all right, Matt, let's check in with what's madness. Hey, hey what's good? What's madness? Uh, before we get to what's madness. Hey, hey what's good? What's madness? Check out what's madness. Hey, hey what's good? What's madness? Uh, before we get to what's madness. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Check out what's happening. Uh, all right, yeah, it's been a couple weeks. A uh, couple big weeks down here in the desert. We'll start two weekends ago. Um, so we already talked about Thanksgiving. I've I've played some rounds of golf, ups and downs. You know that's great, but uh, I've been practicing a lot. But the most important thing that happened is. I got to see Ludacris perform live down here in Palm Springs. At, at the weed place? No, no. He was not oh. playing the 420 Bank. This was a much bigger venue. <laughs> it's at the casino. <laughs> How was Ludacris live? I love Ludacris. Dude, it was so fun. Like, I've never really been to a hip-hop show, but certainly nothing like that big where... You know, and it was a big theater in this casino, but um, he just came out and like, I forget how long ago Welcome to Atlanta came out. That is a great song. Right? 
yeah, it's amazing. And he played it, and that was awesome. But it was like, oh my god, I've been listening to him since before I moved to Seattle. Like, I like that song in Manhattan Beach, California. Uh, And he's just been around for a long time. And he has so many goddamn number one hits that he's been a part of that he wasn't necessarily, it wasn't necessarily his song. Like, I was just, he he knows it. He's like, all right, we're just going to play a bunch of number one songs back to back to back to back. This is a part of the show where I just flex on everybody with a bunch of number one hits. And like, you know, it was like the Fergie song, the Sierra song, the Bieber song, like all these other ones that I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't realize he was on this, but like nonstop bangers. And the DJ would like play the chorus of that other song. And then, you know, then it would go into his verse of the song. They play the chorus again and they talk to the crowd and go into the next one. Like, oh, there's a chorus we know. And then here comes Ludacris's verse. And it was just like, so you get like a minute and a half of each one or something. It was perfect for my ADD. And like, I mean, that was on par from a just a consecutive time spent dancing. It's a new record for me. I just danced the wow. whole time. It was more than any consecutive streak at Meltdown or anything. Yeah, I saw I saw Ti a couple times, but I saw him at Bumbershoot during the day, and he did something like that. He and just ran through like you're just like, damn, damn, oh yeah, yeah. Just, let me ask this: Tell me, he played the full version of Area Codes? Yeah, yeah. Area Codes got the full treatment. Uh, I was excited, and um, yeah, it was Area Codes was great. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, um, move on three three oh five. Yeah, moves a great one. He played that one. Um, and yeah, there's. I mean, it's too many to remember. But like, right. what's From your head to your toes? Yeah, I want your fantasy. <laughs> You're right, man. I like ludicrous. Out. <laughs> it was like I forgot how many great songs he had individually, and I had no idea that he was just like the secret weapon for a number one hit like he's yeah so i was just blown away by his catalog i we had no idea we were these gigantic ludicrous fans but now we know like and and he kept reminding us he kept being like you're here you're one of my fans and it was like he knew that a lot of us didn't realize how big of ludicrous fans we are and he just wanted us to know and there was just a few different points the way he was talking to the crowd where it was just so perfect of like, and then he mentions Fast and the Furious. And when I, I was like, oh my, I just love this guy so much more than I, I would have ever guessed. But <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, that's so awesome. much fun. Ludacris is the man. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a blast. Uh, and then the Ludacris also managed to remind you is a, you know, you worked at KSW. Ludacris was a DJ in Atlanta, like an afternoon DJ. And he yeah. said he knew he was going to make it in music when he heard one of his songs on the competing rap station. Oh. Right? That's a great line. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I remember that. And like, he's avoided a lot of like the controversy. You know what I mean? He never tried to like sell like 
the violence and all that sort of stuff that much. Like he's just put out like quality, quality stuff that I just feel like he's, he's done it right. He's done it for a long time. And like quality and consistency, like nothing but respect for that guy. So um, I'm a huge ludicrous fan as it turns out. <laughs> Like I said, very excited about that revelation. I just put his songs on Spotify all the time now. Um, and then, yeah, this weekend we went out. We actually like socialized a little bit with the new uh, community and went to an art opening um, of this new exhibit at this uh, at this gallery down on El Paseo Cobb. I'm sure you're familiar with that stretch. It's yep. it's pretty happening. It's pretty hip. And we, you know, dressed up, went in and just, uh, you know, there's some awesome art. This guy. Oh, my gosh. Anthony James does these crazy. I mean, I wanted to send pictures to Clausen and be like, I know it's really expensive, but get these to melt down. They're like these like <laughs> they're like these shapes. And it's their uh, geometric patterns of like mirrors and lights that you look into. And they're like these crazy portals and you can never see yourself, but you can see it from all these different angles and it looks different, right? Like the way that these lights and mirrors are stacked was just mind blowing. We just had so much fun looking at them. And then, you know, yeah, people are nice here. People were talking, you know, met a bunch of people. I felt like I did a great job networking. Then I realized, I got none of those people's contact information. I'm back. I'm back to the same amount of friends I walked in with. Dude, I feel like that always happens to me. I get caught up and I'm just having fun. And then I'm like, oh, well, you know, live and learn. Yeah. Yeah. So it was still fun to get out there and, uh, you know, see, see some people, see some really cool art and, uh, yeah, have a little night on the town and then, like I said, Thanksgiving, golf, and work is pretty much everything else since I saw you boys last. All right, nice. Yeah, I will say it is sometimes I do that too. I forget to get people's info. But I have another buddy that gets like everybody's Instagram handles. Well, it's Sean. I mean, when, when we got back from Milwaukee, he's like, Who are these people? I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> we met him for like two minutes while we were getting wasted and you followed him. I'm like, you, I, I, you, you're asking me how to decipher that? Like, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, like where do they live? Like Wisconsin, like, right. I <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Well, boys, I thought the discussion earlier on mac and cheese was very apropos because, uh, well, I'm not great at cooking. And obviously around this time of year, a lot of people are bringing, you know, dips, spreads, sides, even at times main courses to, uh, you know, dinners and things like that. Um, you know, family parties, holiday parties, corporate parties, et cetera. And uh, so I was just kind of thinking about like, you know, the mac and cheese, I, I respect that, that Sean made it from scratch. I think that's a cool move. But yeah. When you're at someone's house and there's zero judgment coming from me because I can't cook anything to save my life. When you're at someone's house, what food in someone's cabinet screams, I'm bad at cooking? Feel free to email us, email at bpodcast.com. Don't include macaroni and cheese. We already know. <laughs> but yeah, what food in someone's cabinet screams, I'm bad at cooking? Has to be cabinet. Can't be freezer. No, no, no. no. It's just in their house. <clears throat> Hot pockets. I mean, 
<clears throat> oh god, I love those things. I must be bad at cooking. Yeah, that's like one of my top foods, bro. I just triggered Cobb. A real attack right accomplished. now. Personally right. And attacked. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if there is one. Then I'm like, oh, Hot Pockets is it. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, it's like literally everything I eat. <laughs> <laughs> I would also say this. I, for my taste, it's more about what people say. Oh, what do you mean? Like people that like cooking, right? Like I talk about it. People probably get annoyed. But like I talk about it because I like, I like making that stuff for people. But like we have, like I have friends that like they never bring it up, so that it's like, oh, they just don't like cooking. Yeah, yeah. If somebody mentions like a butternut reduction to me, my eyes glaze over. <laughs> yeah, well, like our buddy Sal, right, uh, from the Not Playing Stupid podcast. Uh, like Sal loves cooking, so we talk about barbecue all the time. Yeah, paradoxically, I don't talk about cooking, but I did just read a book on barbecue by uh, a, uh, Terry Black, or not Terry Black's, um, what's it called? Um, uh, Aaron, uh, wow, I can't Aaron think Franklin? of that guy's name. Yeah, Aaron Franklin's book. Pretty cool, man. You can learn a lot. It was wild. Did he talk about the feud with the other guy? No. What guy? <clears throat> so Aaron Franklin was working... You, I mean, you lived in Austin, but suppose, like, basically he was working for this other guy and was, like, the right-hand man. And I think the other guy got in some, I heard Franklin opened his own place, and that guy got in financial trouble, and Aaron Franklin went over there and bought his smokers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he talks about that. I don't, he didn't mention it as a feud, though, so I don't know. I just, you know, I think maybe over the years, the, you know, the blood has settled down a little bit. But, yeah, well, I could see that being a feud. It's not a feud for him, like... He's got the huge smoker and, and what people call the best brisket in America and is on every cooking show. Like, I'm sure Aaron Franklin's fine with it. <laughs> oh, so like the other guy was pissed that he bought his smoker off Craigslist? I, there's more to it, but I don't, I don't know if it was on Craigslist or <clears throat> something. He just had to sell off stuff. But I, I saw, well, I watched too many barbecue shows. But yeah, the other guy is still salty. And he's got like a smaller joint now. In Dude, this is perfect. You just wet the palate. I feel like I dive deep into these for research. I know there is a feud between Black's Barbecue and Terry Black's Barbecue. So one of them is the original Black's Barbecue and one's Terry Black's. But uh, yeah, I don't know about this Aaron Franklin business. I'll do more research. Yeah, it's like it's like Azel's and then Heaven Sent Chicken. By Azel. Heaven Sent Chicken by Azel. Key piece. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think... So it's funny because Heaven Sent Chicken literally is a Zell. But he yeah, has, it has his face on it. Right. But he had to open his own place. Yeah, he's not allowed to use his name. Honestly, it was kind of a sad story. I read through some of the details at one point. I can't remember them now. But I remember switching from being a Zell's fan to being a Heaven Sent fan. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And as long as we're talking local food. I mean, I'll tell you what. I, I'm usually a deluxe guy. I bought a bunch of cheeseburgers and specials. Like... That plain cheeseburger at Dick's is so good. That's a hitter, man. That's one of my top dogs of all time of any restaurant in Seattle. I'm with you. The plain cheese with a ketchup to dip it in. <laughs> and before we leave, I'll wrap it up with this. Cobb, you're talking about texting my brother. The Costco hot dog still gets talked about. It got brought like it gets thrown <laughs> in the thread. Uh, it got brought up on Thanksgiving because uh, we started BSing about who would you draft first? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Right? So I'm just like, we're not cost efficiency and deliciousness. You're right. Dude, where, where were we when you and I were talking about it? And like two people sided with me. That shocked me. 
Was that at, was that at the tailgate? Oh, dude, that was yeah when we were tailgating with the, that Japanese fire truck after your soccer match. That's right. That's exactly right. Because Jeremy, right down at Go Bruin. Because Jer- right, Jeremy's a big fan of the podcast and always listens. Dude, yeah, that was fun. Wait, yeah, and for people who didn't didn't get the update on the the final, uh, you guys uh, won the semifinal match, went into the final, and were tied with well maybe a minute to go, and then they barely got one, and and you guys lost, but very close to the top. So for people who are following along at home, Ted almost snagged a championship. Yeah. And like, I know Will texted me and said this podcast had turned into Monday morning quarterback for public. But yeah, we, we won this thing <laughs> and then we got to the final and we, oh God, we gave up a soft goal with minutes left. But I'll tell you what, Cobb, if that one I booted had gone in, that was, that was a rocket. Dude, that was a hero shot. It actually was the best shot of the game. And I'm not just saying that because we're friends, but yeah, it hit side netting, uh, unfortunately, on the outside of the goal rather than the inside. But it was probably six inches to the right and that thing was in. I mean, it was a sick shot. And you rifled that thing from about midfield, maybe just over the halfway line. I was going to say, that was that was yards out. Yeah. Oh, dude, you were way out. You were probably, yeah, over 25 yards out. It's a, it's not a full-size soccer field for people who are sitting there doing the math at home. They're like, what, from the 25? That's not halfway. Yeah, it was, it was a great shot. Honestly, I didn't know you had it in you. I was impressed. I'm not sure I did either. <laughs> I just we were running out of time. I was on defense. I was like, I gotta get a shot on goal. Yeah, dude, it was yeah, it was solid. I mean, he had a pretty good shot. Also, like the goalie was like nowhere near the area, so it was just yeah, that would have been sick. That was fun, and that actually that was super cool. You and Rowan showed up, so he's so I was I was like, oh, we got two fans, and then. uh yeah, I might have had a couple beers in the parking lot, freezing our asses off with the fire truck and some go brewing. I was like, look at us. Like, I was like, this is this is why you play sports. By the way, I I was going all out in that game, Matt. I'm not even lying to you. I, I was sore on Monday. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I was doing stuff that my body probably shouldn't have been, but I was yeah. like, it's, it's the final. It's the semifinal. The big dance, baby. You got to let it all hang out. Yeah. There's nothing left to hold back for. Flow state. Yeah. We had our end of the year celebration and like gave out awards and like what it was upstairs at Hellbent Brewing. And like, as I was leaving, somebody was like, dude, are you okay? And I was like, I am. They were like, all right, you look like you're hurt. And I was like, I, I am sore. And it, it's only been a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. We have, uh, we have two episodes left for Christmas or until Christmas, right? Next week and the week after. And then, uh, obviously, we're not having a party this year. We still got some COVID stuff up here in Washington. But I promise you, in 2022, we will have another get-together. We'll, we'll make sure to plan it out. We'll get Matt to come up from uh, Palm Springs. But, yeah, we'll get everybody together again. Just to I mean, you guys miss it. But trust, the three of us miss seeing everybody, too. That's always a good, it's always a good reminder to meet people in person and actually listen to your stuff. Oh, yeah. Great time. Always yeah. a great time. Can't wait. Uh, All right. Well, there you go. Uh, For MCTP, for Cobb, I'm Lee Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.